This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 92. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Dr. Julie Capel, and this is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. If it's your first time listening to the podcast, I just want to welcome you so much. This is the place where veterinarians and everyone that works in the veterinary field can find support in a community of people that face similar challenges every day in our work life, in our home life, relationships, leadership challenges, money challenges, conflict, all the things that we deal with every day. This is a challenging profession, and I understand that. I've been doing it for a lot of years, and I just want to create a safe place where we can have these discussions. On this podcast, I will teach you how to manage your mind. I will teach you how to manage your time and all the things that will create more space for you to experience a better life. Those of you that listen regularly, I appreciate you so much. If you do listen to the podcast and you like what you're hearing, please go to iTunes and give me a five-star review. Five-star reviews help us get the podcast out to more of us so we can create a larger, more supportive community for all the people that work in this veterinary profession. Also, I would invite you to visit my website, juliecapel.com or veterinarylifecoach.com, and there you will find a link to my blog that I write every Sunday for you, and it's on a different topic each week. It's a pretty short blog, so it's easy to read. The other thing that's on my website is my Wednesday Weekly Words, which is an even shorter kind of mini blog that basically will give you some words of support each Wednesday in your email inbox so you can start out your day with um, some encouraging words. You can also find me on Instagram at Coach Julie DVM, on Facebook, Veterinary Life with Dr. Julie Capel. And there you can find all the things that I produce. If you need coaching, I also have a link on my website to my scheduling calendar. I offer I offer a free coaching. If you want to just see what it's all about or ask me some questions, you can send me an email at DVM at gmail.com if you have any questions about coaching or you want to sign up. I would encourage you to try coaching. It did so much for me. I love it. It's amazing. If you feel like I'm talking to you, just send me an email or go to my website and click on the Acuity schedule and pick a day and I'd love to talk to you. Coaching is amazing. It will change your life. So anyway, thank you so much for being here today. This week on the podcast, what I want to talk about is how to say no and why to say no. This is such a thing that we struggle with in veterinary medicine is this ability to say no because there's so many things that are linked to that word. There's guilt, there's stress, there's anxiety. And so today on the podcast, that's what I want to talk about is How do we need to say it and why do we need to say it? And how can we create some power around that word for ourselves, that word no? 
So let's dig in to this subject. Why is it so hard for us to say no? I struggle with this. I feel guilt around saying no. I often end up saying yes, even if I know that that word yes is going to cause me some problems. It's going to cause me some stress because I am a notorious people pleaser. And I think that many of us in this field are people pleasers. We got into this business because we not only love animals, but we also have some love for people or at least the people that love the animals that we love. So when you are a people pleaser like me, you're often tempted to say yes. And then we allow that word yes to take precedence over what we really truly need and what we really truly want. So I have learned through coaching and through coaching myself and getting coached by the life coaches that I work with that saying no is something that's so important to my mental health and my mental well-being. And it's the same for you. It's a challenge, but it's something that's so important. So when you're working and you're there on a busy day, which we're all experiencing right now, all these days are mega busy for us. You can be totally booked, slammed, double booked, but that doesn't stop clients from calling and asking for everything. They'll ask for emergency appointments for something that's been going on for a week. I My dog has an ear infection. How long has it been going on? Two weeks. You know those calls, right? Everything's an emergency. The itchy dog, the emergency refill on medication. And when you have a day a veterinary day, you have so many hours, right? If it's a Saturday at my hospital, we have four hours. If it's a longer day, we have anywhere from eight to nine hours, but you can only do so many things in that period of time. And then people get angry, right? Because they're waiting too long, because their medication didn't get to them in 10 minutes, they get angry. So at some point, In any given day, you are going to have to learn to say no to something. It's just a simple protection mechanism. So why do we need to say no? As an ENFJ in the Myers-Briggs system, my primary function is harmony. So for me, that makes me a people pleaser. And if some of you understand the want to be a people pleaser, the innate need to be a people pleaser, you'll understand that my personality is hardwired to create harmony and make other people happy. And so sometimes I will actually abuse myself by saying yes too often, and then I will suffer because I will overwork, I'll overextend, I'll overvolunteer. If you're one of those people like me that loves to volunteer for everything and thinks you can do everything, then you will become overworked and then you will feel the stress. And that will ca- oftentimes cause people like us to get sick because we just stress our bodies out so badly trying to overwork and do everything that everybody wants us to do. And so when we people please, We really are lying to people because we're allowing their needs to take precedence over our needs. And so by telling people yes, when you really want to say no, you're actually creating a lie. And that's why it feels so stressful. That's why you've got this internal battle going on in your head when you really want to say no to someone and your people-pleasing part of your personality is pushing you to say yes. 
So the reason that we need to say no is so we can practice better self-care and create some boundaries so that we can do the things in life that we really want to do. And if you lie, if you people please, like I have a tendency to do, and I have to practice purposefully not doing, that people pleasing need creates this internal conflict. It creates this stress that we're trying to alleviate. But it's this internal knowing of your value that you need to embrace in order to realize why you need to say no. Because if you have a low opinion of yourself and you have low self-esteem, that is going to add to that people-pleasing need because that approval from other people is what makes you feel valuable. And so what we need to learn to do is create our own self-worth and realize that just because you are you and you are a human being, you are inherently worthy of care. You are inherently worthy of boundaries. And so that is a key reason why we need to start learning to protect ourselves by sometimes saying no. If you're the type of person that struggles to say no, think about it this way. You have to acknowledge that you alone cannot do everything. You were not put on this earth to care for every pet, every person, everyone with a problem. And we have a tendency to think that way. We have a tendency to think that if any client calls our office, that we are obligated to serve them. We alone are the person that's obligated to step up and do what needs to be done. And that leads to this life of constant struggle and stress and burnout. And we get trapped in this life with no time and no energy for for yourself, for anybody in your close family, and to take care of the person that's most important. And that person is you. So whether you have the natural people-pleasing personality that I do, or whether you just struggle because you feel obligated because you took this oath to do no harm and to take care of pets and people, remember that part of that oath is not is doing no harm. And basically, you can take those words and turn them back on yourself. Do no harm to yourself. And so saying no is part of that self-care that we so desperately need in this profession and that we are so desperately lacking. So how do we say no? How do you begin to say no? And this is something I acknowledge it's very difficult for me. It's not only the veterinary part of me that's it's difficult to say no, but it's that part of me that's like an overachiever, a perfectionist, if you have that tendency. That part of you that wants to do everything and be everything for everyone. So it's difficult. But if you don't, you are depriving yourself of that energy that you need to be the best you, to be the best mother, to be the best spouse, to be the best veterinarian. Overextending yourself is causing you to not be good at your job. So causing some disappointment to someone else is okay when it's done in the space of taking care of yourself. So how do we begin down this journey of saying no? I want to become a better person. I want to save my skills and my time and my energy 
to do the best job that I can for every aspect of my life, my health, my money, my family, my relationships. Looking at these things will allow us to start to understand why it's important to say no, and that's the first step in how you say no. Expecting that people might become disgruntled if you say no, they may become angry if you say no, that's okay, that's important, expect that. Because their feelings are about them, it's not about you. Many of these people that you're going to say no to are people that have procrastinated, people that have waited till the last minute, and if they're disgruntled or angry because you have to say no and you have to draw a line somewhere, that is about their feelings and them. It's not about you. So if you say no because you're trying to guard your relationship with yourself and they throw a tantrum, then they are the toddlers. So I'm, I'm going to tell this little story and I apologize to my son in advance because my son when he was about three, was a notorious toddler. He was excellent, excellent at throwing temper tantrums. He was a beautiful human being and most of the time very, very happy, but he could throw these epic temper tantrums. And he would just throw himself down on the floor and scream and cry and carry on. And one time I took him into a store and he wanted a toy and I said no. And I had to literally leave my stuff, pick him up and try to carry him out the door. Um, Whatever age he was, he was three or four, but he was big enough that if he was sideways in my arms, he could grab onto the door jam. And so as I was trying to get him out of the store, he was grabbing out of the door jam and just screaming and carrying on. And it was kind of embarrassing as a mother. But whenever I think of clients throwing tantrums about me saying no or me drawing a line or a boundary, I think about that day because it helps me to think, okay, I said no to my son because it was for his own good. I was teaching him and allowing him to throw that tantrum, teaching him to accept the fact that life doesn't always go your way. And when I draw a border or a boundary for a client, I think of that. I'm teaching them to behave better. I'm teaching them not to hurt me. And if they do continue to throw a tantrum, then I can draw a boundary and let them go as a client. And what I'm doing in that moment is protecting myself and also teaching them that I have boundaries. And so hopefully next time they'll call earlier or they'll allow a little bit more time to get that prescription filled. So pre-setting your personal boundaries is a really good first step in how to say no. You have to understand that there's boundaries between your emotional well-being and that other person's needs. So thinking of yourself as somebody that is guarding your mental health, guarding the front of your physical health, someone that's put in place to be your bodyguard. Because your primary job is to protect yourself, your family, your mental health, your physical self, and then protect your clients, your patients, and your coworkers. So your first order of business is protecting you. Getting a firm grasp on all of your priorities in order to help you make the decisions that you need to make, the decisions that are best for you, 
will allow yourself to know what you need. What's your capacity for work? What are your values? Spend some time thinking about that ahead of time and then list your priorities. If you have to list them on paper or on your iPhone or list them so they're handy. So when you are trying to make a decision over a boundary or the ability to say no in any given time, that you can understand what your values are. What are your priorities? And saying no in that moment will be much easier if you have a clear understanding of what you really want out of your life. It has a lot to do with your integrity because lying and saying yes in the moment creates stress and anxiety because you've got this dichotomy of feelings. You don't really want to say yes. Then when you say yes, then you've got this internal struggle and then you're thinking, why didn't I say no? I wish I should have said, said no. I don't want to say yes. So get a firm grasp on what you really want and what your priorities are. The next thing you need to do is practice. Practice saying no. My husband always jokes with me because I'm such a people pleaser. He says, go look in the mirror and say no. Go look in the mirror and say no. He'll say that to me when I'm struggling with a decision. Do I need to do this or not? Do I want to people please or not? He knows that I'm an overachiever and that I, that I will overextend with my time and that I want to do everything. Part of my personality as an Enneagram 7 is to just do everything. I want to do everything there is to do. And then that causes me stress and burnout. So practice saying no. And if you can get somebody like my husband to remind you that you really don't want to say yes in the moment, get somebody to help you. Get a coach, get a friend, somebody that understands that you are learning to say no and it's difficult for you that will hold you accountable, that will tell you to look in the mirror and say no. And if you have to post something that says it's okay to say no, because you're never going to please everyone as hard as you try. And so starting with yourself and pleasing yourself is the most important thing. It will allow you to create physical health and mental health. Now things are going to come up and we all know the drill. Somebody calls, their pet's quote unquote dying. They have to get in. It's five minutes before your hospital closes. You've got emergency clinics in your back pocket, and sorry to you emergency clinic doctors because I know you're overbooked and overstressed as well, but think about the fact that if you need to get out of work on time in order to go see your family, in order to spend time with your children, in order to take care of you and your mental health, you have to say no at some point because there will always be that one more client. There will always be that one more situation. And so be creative about saying no. And what I mean by that is once you have your priorities in line, once you've practiced saying no, be creative with yourself in listing reasons why you have to say no. This is important. It's important for this client to get better care because if I see this client at the last minute on a busy Saturday, I am going to half-ass that care. I'm going to be in a rush. I will not be able to hospitalize this pet. The care is going to be compromised. So I need to say no, not only to protect myself, but to protect that client. Think of reasons 
that will allow you to stay strong, even if the client gets angry. Because anger in the moment doesn't feel good, but if you can just stay calm and say to that client, listen, I understand you're upset. I understand that your pet is sick, but I'm telling you that the better way to get care is to go to an emergency clinic where they can hospitalize your pet and do much better medicine than I can do in this next five minutes. If you want us to call, if you want us to send your records there, we would be happy to do it, but I really think that you need to go. If a neighbor knocks on your door, which this happens to me, I don't know if it happens to you, I'm sure it does, a neighbor knocks on your door on a Sunday with a stray cat, this did happen to me, my neighbor knocked on the door with a stray cat in a carrier saying, I don't know what to do with this cat. Now, the people pleaser in me would want to say, oh, well, let me take the cat. I'll take it to my work. I'll find it a home. I'll take care of it. That is my people pleasing tendency. However, what I actually did in the moment is I said, oh, it's so nice of you to rescue this cat. I would call animal control, see if you can get them to help you. Also, there are many, many rescue organizations that will help with this cat. There's a humane society. I basically gave her a verbal list of options. The only option that I didn't offer was that I would take the cat. And there's going to be that uncomfortable silence when you say no to somebody because they're going to want you to say yes. You have to get comfortable with that uncomfortable feeling of just standing there in the moment and saying, no, I'm sorry, I'm unable to take this cat today. But here's some options for you. I didn't pick up the stray cat. This is not my responsibility. This woman picked up the stray cat. This is her responsibility. And then be okay with that little guilty feeling that crops up. That's that little chihuahua in your head. My chihuahua is a people pleaser. So that chihuahua brain wants me to say yes to this person. I have to be comfortable with listening to that little guilty voice and saying, okay, guilt, I see you, but today I am not indulging in guilt. I am indulging in self-care. I will say no today to protect myself, protect my time, and protect my family from giving away more of myself than I'm ready to give. Taking care of your mind taking care of your body will create so much more energy in you and strength to take care of you. And it will increase your capacity to help other people. Now, I know there's some of you out there that work for bosses that are people pleasers. And I'm one of those people pleasers, so I totally get it. And I was a lot of people's boss. But I have to really try hard not to stress out my people, not to overwhelm my people. But if you have a boss that will not allow you to say no, then there's going to be a struggle, but you need to face that person down and draw some boundaries even there. And it may get to the point where you have to change jobs. It may be to the point where you have to quit. I got fired because I was saying no and I was fighting with my bosses my very first job because I didn't agree with them morally and I had to get strong and just say, no, I will not treat people like this anymore. And I should have quit, but I didn't. So I ended up getting fired. But in the moment, that ended up being okay because saying no was what was important and I ended up in a better position. 
So realizing that if your boss or the company that you work for or somebody that's over you, if it's a veterinarian and you're a veterinary technician, someone that's over you that is not allowing you to say no when you need to, then you have to really do some soul searching and realize what is the job that I need? Who do I need to work for? Who is my ideal boss? And you can create that in your mind. My ideal boss is the type of person that values family over work. My ideal boss is the person that values me and my mental health and my capacity. And sit down and have some conversations with this person. Allow yourself to confront because if you don't confront it, if you don't express your needs to your boss, if they have a different personality than you, a higher capacity than you, a higher need to say yes when they maybe should say no, then you have to verbalize that to them. You have to be the one that sets the boundaries. And I know in my hospital, in my leadership positions, people have had to come to me and say, look, you have a much higher capacity for work than I do. I don't have this high capacity. And really push me in order to allow themselves to set their own boundaries. And so if you have a hardcore boss, if you have somebody that's difficult to face, practice, practice saying, this is what I need. These are my boundaries. And I am going to say no in this situation, in this situation, in this situation. And if you have the right boss, if you have the right person that you're working with, that person will allow you to cut back on your hours. That person will allow you to take longer breaks. That person will allow you to change your schedule. And it's difficult in a busy, busy, busy practice. I get it. It's very difficult to set boundaries because there's this financial part of the business that needs to be met. But believe me, it's important for your self-care to set those boundaries and allow yourself to feel okay with that because years go by very quickly. Believe me, if you're younger than me, I'll tell you as an older person, and I hate to call myself an older person because I just don't like that because I feel like I have all the energy that I had when I was 20. But as somebody that's been through raising children, running a family, running a business, you can't get that time back. Those years go by so quickly And don't procrastinate this saying no thing. If you procrastinate it, you're going to lose a lot of time and it's so worth it. So I found this list about helpful tips for saying no. And some of the things I've talked about are on here, but it's kind of condensed down. So I'm going to read this to you because I think it's super important. Um, This is Chantal Blickman. And this is an article that she wrote on um, how to say no. So these are her helpful tips. Be direct. Don't say maybe. Don't say uh, I'll think about it. Be direct. Say no. Say I can't. No, I don't want to do that. And then stop. Don't qualify. Don't apologize. Don't give all sorts of reasons. Don't lie. Because when you lie, it will cause guilt. And all you're doing is trying to avoid the feelings that will come up from that chihuahua brain when you lie. Remember, it's better to say no now than to feel that resent later, that resentful feeling that you'll feel if you say yes. You can be polite when you say no, and you can say things like, thanks for asking, but no, I really would rather not do that today. And then practice. 
imagine different scenarios where you might have to say no. And this is really important in veterinary medicine because we have to say no in the same scenarios time and time again, right? We have people calling, but practice saying no. And as you practice, it's going to get more comfortable. Don't say, I'll think about it. If you really don't want to do it, don't say that because you're backing yourself into a corner. And that just prolongs the situation. And remember that your self-worth does not depend on how much you do for other people. Realize that saying yes will make you feel trapped, resentful, and guilty. And what you really want is a feeling of empowerment and freedom. That's a great list from Chantel. I think it's a really kind of sums up everything that we've been talking about in this podcast. So in the next podcast, we are going to talk a little bit more about this. We are going to talk about some boundaries and how to set boundaries and what a boundary actually is. But I want you to practice this week getting stronger around that word no. Increase your capacity to say no. I want to read you a quote from Anna Taylor. And I really like this quote because it kind of sums up the capacity to say no. Love yourself enough to set boundaries. Your time and energy are precious. You get to choose how you want to use it. You teach people how to treat you by deciding what you will and won't accept. That is a great quote. So keep these things in mind this week. When you're at work, think about what you will allow and what you will not allow and practice and get a better grasp on saying no. It's so important to our mental health. And I'm going to listen to myself because I still struggle with this. So again, if this is the first time you've listened to the podcast, I just want to welcome you. And if you've made it all the way to the end, I just want to thank you so much for listening. This is such an important topic, especially in this time of COVID when we're so busy and overwhelmed and understaffed. I get it. I'm, I'm there with you. I would encourage you to try coaching. It did so much for me. I love it. It's amazing. If you feel like you're, I'm talking to you, just send me an email or go to my website and click on the Acuity schedule and pick a day and I'd love to talk to you, juliecapel.com or veterinarylifecoach.com. Coaching is amazing. It will change your life. If you have any suggestions for the podcast, you can reach me there as well. So practice saying no this week, my friends, and pick one thing to do this week just for yourself just for your mental health, just for your physical health. It's so important. It will become a habit if you practice it. Have a beautiful day and a beautiful week. Bye.